Come golden daybreak, Jesus will come. Some golden daybreak, battles all won. He'll shout the victory, break through the blue. Some golden daybreak for me, for you. To many hundreds of folks, some golden daybreak is a familiar melody because it introduces the Bright Spot Hour Home Mission Radio Gospel Broadcast every day upon the station, six days a week, Monday through Saturdays at this very same time. The Bright Spot Hour and Some Golden Daybreak, the introduction theme. Now, this is Harold Seitler speaking, and we trust you enjoy our visit, and we pray God shall help us to be a blessing to every one of you. On the Hammond organ, that blessed Canaan land. Thank you, Mrs. Garrett. That's a wonderful song. Now it's time to pray, and I look forward to this period every day when we can spend some time in prayer together. Our Father, we thank you for prayer time on the Bright Spot Hour. We thank thee above all for the opportunity and the privilege and the invitation to approach unto a throne of God's grace in prayer. We believe that thou art able, that thou art a great prayer hearing and a great prayer answering God, and we need not hesitate to bring our cares unto thee because we believe that thou dost care for us. And we come to spread before thee, O God, today every need, every problem, every heart thought that we may face. I come to remember each and every request that I received in the mail and by telephone calls and in personal conversation. Lord, you know my friends and my fellow brethren who have problems that are heavy in their lives. God be with them. Supply their need and give them victory. Lead them through the storm into the glorious light of victory, I pray. And I pray for those that right now 
may need. Though they might not have written to me, I may not know anything about it. But Lord, you know the need. Bless the home into which we go now that may face a crisis. Bless the shut-in. I pray for the sick. Then I pray for those that might have recently been bereaved in the passing of a loved one. God bless that one. Fill the vacancy. Fill the loneliness in their heart with a double portion of the Spirit of God and the comforting grace of God. Now use the bright spot out today and we shall bow to give you praise for all that you may do as we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Gene Payne singing a very beautiful song on the Bright Spot Hour today as guest soloist, The Loveliness of Christ. Could we catch the glistening of the dew or snowflake or the rainbow colors painted on the clouds? Add to these the brightness of the stars and moonlight And the mantle white which mountain peaks enshroud Then if we could catch the glitter of each jewel from the earth Or gathered from the briny sea Blend them all together in one mighty prism. Still the loveliness of Christ is more to me. He is altogether lovely. He's the fairest of the fair. And on him alone through life I can depend. All language fails completely when I try to tell the world of the loveliness of Christ my Lord and friend. Did you ever see a baby smile on waking? Or behold the mother light in eyes of love? Something which no artist ever yet was able to portray Unless inspired by God above Yet my soul hath seen a vision quite immortal, far beyond the power of human eyes to see. Something sweeter, grander, holier, and lasting. Tis the loveliness of Jesus Christ to me. He is altogether lovely. He's the fairest of the fair. And on him alone through life I can depend. Oh, which fails completely 
When I tried to tell the world of the loveliness of Christ my Lord and friend. Always a joy to have the wonderful work of the late Gene Payne with us. I appreciate my grandfather and also uh, the late Mrs. Garrett. What a joy to have them with us on the Bright Spot Hour. I'm dealing with the matter of sanctification. I'd like to deal with progressive sanctification today by the grace of God. I read in Ephesians 4.11, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. By the grace of God and your listenership, I'll develop these scriptures on the Bright Spot Hour. And of course, the goal of this passage is that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. The Lord willing, tonight, tomorrow night, and Wednesday night, I'll be preaching at the Rose Hill Baptist Church in Asheville, North Carolina. The church is located at 49 Reynolds School Road. The Reverend Larry Carver is the good pastor, and I appreciate Brother Carver in a definite way. I'm looking forward to being there tonight. The Drake family has uh, is usually with me in this meeting, and I appreciate them in a definite way. Now be there, the Lord willing, in the 7 o'clock hour. I hope many of my friends that hear the Bright Spot Hour from WGCR in Pisgah Forest will make your plans to be there tonight. Tonight, tomorrow night, Wednesday night at the 7 o'clock hour. The Bright Spot Hours work of faith and labor of love, depending upon the Lord and our many friends to enable the door of radio broadcasting here at the Bright Spot Hour remain open. During the month of March, I make available to you my grandfather's sermon 52 on the Battle of Armageddon. The Battle of Armageddon. I'll send this to you on a compact disc. Yours is available for a gift of $10. I also have my grandfather's sermon, Can God, Can God Furnish a Table in the Wilderness? My grandfather brought this message in May of 1973. It'll come to you on a compact disc. I hope you'll write and request yours. They're $10. Then I have First and Second Corinthians, a verse-by-verse, line-by-line commentary, 303 pages. My grandfather deals with every verse and every chapter in both First and Second Corinthians. You can have yours for a gift of $20. Our mailing address, the Bright Spot Hour, Post Office Box Number 4, Greenville, South Carolina, 29602. Our website, Dr. Uh, thebrightspothour.com. You can find the Bright Spot Hour on social media at X, Rumble, Getter, Odyssey, 
Facebook, and YouTube. Your Bibles are open to Ephesians 4, 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, under the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Now, I've been dealing with the matter of sanctification. We have seen positional sanctification that every born-again believer has the moment you are born of the Spirit of God. Secondly, we have the matter of practical sanctification, and that has to do with the believer's life and the believer's conduct. All of us should live lives that are pleasing unto the Lord. We should daily do warfare with the corrupt nature. Uh, we are in the world, but we are not of it. There certainly is a difference between a born-again child of God and those that are in the world. There is a uh, difference in the lifestyle and in the conduct of a born-again child of God and a lost sinner. Now, all of us, we that are born again, would immediately recognize that we have a corrupt nature, and we will also confess that we have to do warfare, and we do battle with that corrupt nature, and the corrupt nature is a hindrance many times in many ways. The corrupt nature is a hindrance. That that I would do, I do not. Uh, with the mind, I serve the law of God, but the flesh, the law of sin. No, I don't think I've ever been the Christian that I would love to be. I've never accomplished for the Lord Jesus Christ the things I would like to accomplish. But it is obvious and apparent that the way I live my life and conduct myself and the way you live your life and conduct yourself is certainly not the manner of life and the lifestyle of, of people that are lost sinners and people in the world. I, I'm not like them, and they are not like me. And the same testimony can be said for you. You are not like the people in this world, and truly, they are not like you. Practical sanctification. Today, I move forward to the area of progressive sanctification. Now, justification and sanctification, these are tremendous theological terms, and every born-again believer ought to become familiar and comfortable with using uh, these Bible terms and using this Bible terminology. Justification differs from sanctification like this. Justification is instantaneous with no progression. The moment a lost sinner believes the gospel and trusts the Lord Jesus Christ by faith as personal Savior, that instant, I mean that instant, that born-again believer is as justified as he will ever be. You can never be more justified than you are the instant you were born again by the grace of God. While on the matter of sanctification, the, the latter is a process. Uh, justification is an instantaneous act. 
while sanctification carries uh, out over the course of the born-again believer's life. Now, I don't want to oversimplify this, but I think I can say this without any fear of being contradicted. The matter of progressive sanctification is synonymous with the believer's growth in the grace of God. Now, there was a time when I was a small child. In fact, there was a time when I was a baby in my mother's womb, just like Nicodemus, when he questioned, can a man enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? There was a time when my mother carried me in her womb, and there was a time when I was born, and I became a toddler and then a small child, and then I became an adolescent and a teenager and a young adult and an adult, and now I've lived until my head is bald and my face is white and I'm a middle-aged man and I look around at the children around me. Uh, I'm, I'm like so many of you. I marvel at how young everybody around me is. And uh, I hope to live to become an old man. I'd like to be an old man. And I'd like to see my, my children, uh, my grandchildren marry and bear great-grandchildren. I would... I was thrilled to see that. Uh, I continue to grow. I grew up. Now I'm fighting growing out. And and uh, later I plan, I hope, by the grace of God, barring any terminal illness or some accident along the highway that takes my life, I would certainly like to live to grow old. Now, everything I've just illustrated to you is the process of growing. It is a growth process. We grow up, we grow out, and then we grow old. Now, as the believer grows in the grace of God, that is what I understand as progressive sanctification. The perfecting of the saints, as the Apostle Paul calls it in Ephesians 4 and verse number 12. Now, in the work of the church, and in the work of the body of Christ, God is so ordained and orchestrated that everything that's needed, all the tools that are needed to produce this matter of growth and progressive sanctification would be real. In verse number 11, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers now, today, we don't have the office of the apostles, and today, because we have a perfected revelation of Scripture, we don't have the prophetic office. There's nothing to prophesy, because everything that God has ordained has been revealed in the uh, content of a King James Bible. For those of us that read and speak English from Genesis to Revelation, the, the whole revelation of the mind and will of God has been made in this book. But there are three abiding offices, the office of the evangelist, the office of the pastor, and the office of the teacher. Uh, I, I said this uh, a bit uh, facetiously, but the only mistake I've ever found in the Bible is right here, where he gave some evangelist. Uh, today, the office of the evangelist, and I happen to be one now, and, and so you may say, well, Brother Ben, you're speaking in self interest. Uh, uh, yes, to some degree, I certainly am. And uh, I made the comment, the 
The only, uh, the only mistake I found is in the office of the evangelist. Because today, we, we really don't have evangelists. We have pastors that do the work of an evangelist. But a pastor doing the work of an evangelist is not an evangelist. And, and he gave some evangelist. Today, we have pastors, and this pastor will go over and preach for this pastor, and then six months later, that pastor will have this pastor over to his church, and we have pastors now uh, uh, trading pulpits in many of the major conferences, uh, and there aren't many of them left anymore, not like it was back in the old days, but in many of the conferences across the land, it's just one pastor preaching after another. And I asked my grandfather one time, we were coming back from, a, I think, a Southwide uh, uh, a Baptist Fellowship Conference back in the 80s. And I said, well, why, didn't, why, why, why doesn't the moderator have evangelist so-and-so come in to preach? Why, why doesn't this evangelist or that evangelist preach? So far as I know, Dr. Oliver Green only preached in one Sword of the Lord Conference. And what, what a, a colossal loss to the congregations there. I'd have had him lined up to preach in every one of the sword conferences as long as he was alive and able. He died in 1976, but I would have had him there to preach in those major conferences. As far as I know, Dr. Oliver Green only preached in one sword of the Lord conference. I could be corrected. I said, so far as I know, and he gave some evangelists and some pastors and teachers and that's another missing thing today, the, 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 the ministry of a teacher in the New Testament church. I've always thought that my ministry favored that of teaching. And many of the churches where I go into whole meetings, uh, I, I don't start at 11 o'clock, I start at 10 o'clock. And I teach in the adult Sunday school, and then I preach in the 11 o'clock hour, and then right on and on. And he gave that the pastor is to be apt to teach, but there are some men whose ministries are given to teaching, and I think we ought to take advantage of that. Now, why would God give the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher as a gift to the New Testament church? Verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints. For the perfecting of the saints. Now, that is growth in the grace of God. That is the area of progressive sanctification, growing the saints in the Lord. When our churches become nothing more than religious social clubs, the perfecting of the saints is the first casualty. It is the first casualty. Whenever we are infected by pastors that are nothing more than second-rate entertainers, they couldn't quite make it in, in a Bransonville, Missouri, and they couldn't quite make it on the Grand Old Opry, and they couldn't quite make it in New York or in Hollywood, so they do the second best thing. They become a pastor of a local uh, church, and there they entertain the people. The first casualty in this kind of modern entertainment ministry in the uh, a mega church in the modern contemporary church and in a lot of uh, Baptist churches across the land and Pentecostal churches, the first casualty is the perfecting of the saints. The second casualty is the work of the ministry. And the third casualty is the edifying of the body in Christ. 
And I have a general idea when we have celebrity pastors, which is what we have today. We have, we have pastors of churches that are celebrities. They're not pastors. They're celebrities. Uh, they're rock stars. You can't get to them. Uh, uh, you try to make an appointment with them, and you can't get in to see them. They, they show up like a rock and roll band at 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. Then they're ushered out the side door, and the congregation doesn't see them again until the next Sunday morning. And, and, and if you have a need in your life, you may get somebody down the line on the church staff and some understudy. Well, the third casualty is the edifying of the body in Christ. Now, my time has gotten away from me. The Lord willing, I will continue with this on the program tomorrow. You've been listening to the Bright Spot Hour, transcribed and conducted by Dr. Ben Carper. Check out the website at thebrightspothour.com. Write Dr. Carper at Post Office Box 4, Greenville, South Carolina, 29602. This is Mark Ferguson reminding you to tune in the Bright Spot Hour tomorrow, same time, same station, same gospel. Someday